0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and a podcast about mental health, men's mental health, and relationships. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Welcome to my weekly podcast. I podcast on a Monday and a Friday. Monday's Mindful Monday, and Friday's is Relationship SOS. And I I have been failing at doing it every week. Well, actually, I've been doing it every week, but I have been missing out a couple of days. So forgive me if you tuned in over the weekend and I didn't actually do a podcast. So Desiree Shaw here. I practice at the Priory and privately. Welcome to Mindful Mondays. Topic for this segment is how do you eat? Mindful eating. How do you eat? How do you view food? I've always been curious about food and food addiction. Addiction in, on a whole, but um, food. There are so many different addictions, and food is one of them. So, how do you eat? Why do you eat? Food has um, has one reason for us only as human beings. It's fuel, isn't it? It's like it's like petrol in a car. You. You put petrol in the engine and it can only take a certain amount in order for the car to drive. Otherwise, the car will not, not be able to do anything. It won't lose weight. It won't get skinny and die, but it won't be able to move. Well, similar to us, the only thing is we will, you know, eventually over time with starvation, die. So we need food. We need food. We need air. We need water. We need sleep. But food, how do you eat? what is what is what does food mean to you i've been looking at this from my own personal perspective and noticing my relationship with food i remember when i was young i had a strange relationship with food i would comfort eat at times because i didn't know any other way of comforting myself it's a very easy slippery slope to fall into and it was actually when I was very young it wasn't even like it was like a child maybe 10 11 and I wasn't very well I spent a lot of time in the hospital so going to sports club and stuff like that was not available for me because of my I always seemed to have asthma as an excuse I think my mum had used it as an excuse for me not to do things oh no 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 she can't go in the asthma. Oh, no, 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 she can't do that, the asthma. I think my mum, bless her, love her, I think there was a bit of uh, trying to keep me dependent in a way. And I fell for it at some times, and then sometimes I found it really annoying because it it was just, it stopped me from doing and engaging in so much. And I was allowed to use my illness as an excuse not to do anything, which meant I was finding other ways to feel good, and that was eating Um, and one of the nicknames I had—quite quite a few nicknames when I was growing up—Craven D and um, <laughs> and um, bread. And I did like to eat bread and food. My, you know, the way I ate food was taste. It was comfort. It wasn't fuel. In fact, I don't even think I even had the concept that food was fuel. I thought food was supposed to be nice, and anything that was horrible, you just don't eat it. You know. And then I grew up and I recognised what food was about and I became quite conscious about what I ate. And so my relationship with food had actually changed because I actually chose not to have a lifestyle of me just being overweight. That was never a goal. So it really is about your mindset. It's all about your mindset because I could easily have been a person who who ate for comfort continuously through my adult life and that doesn't mean that I've never not been overweight as an adult but it's never been to the point of obesity it's never been to the point of wearing plus size clothes which I'm thankful for purely because of my mindset and how uh, how I view myself but food food has a real it's addictive and how we eat it, it, it says a lot about what we think about ourselves what we think about situations how we manage ourselves and it all goes, you can see the shape of your body. I, I can see the shape of my body when I'm starting to palm weight, what I've eaten too much of, where it's going, and recognising that the process of actually picking something up and putting it in my mouth and chewing has nothing to do with the fact that I'm hungry. You know, the lead-up towards Christmas, it, it, it became ridiculous. At work, in the office, there was just unnecessary biscuits and stuff, which at some point I thought, oh, I might as well. For no actual reason, chewing food, knowing that I didn't need to eat it. I was aware of this and it wasn't until after Christmas and I saw myself, oh God, no, that's got to change. <laughs> I'm not having that. I, purely because of the the lifestyle I've decided to live for myself is a particular one and I want to be able to feel my body in a particular way so I can make that decision quite quickly for myself. However, not everybody can, and it's about it's about the relationship with food. It's about how you actually eat. Somebody says, "I oh, can't lose weight, can't lose weight going to the gym. And I think to myself, you know, I'm going to say this. I love going to the gym. I used to be really into it 20 years ago and used to go for the whole shebang the weights and the trying to get the six pack, had the six pack, did that, all of that malarkey Now I'm not so much bothered about it. I just enjoy going for my mental health. It's a nice way of switching off. But um recognising that people who who are trying to lose weight think that going to the gym is the way and I and I think no. The gym will help you tone and it'll be really good for you to move your body and it will help you lose weight. But ultimately it's what you're eating, it's how you're eating, it's not even it's what but it's how, how do you eat because the food that goes into your body plays a massive part to the overall well-being, the way that you you cheat yourself, the way that your body functions, it's an important way of you being able to make better choices Everything it has a knock-on effect, a domino effect. You make a better choice with your food, a better choice with your, with your drinks, a better choice with your movement, a better action for the day. doesn't mean everything's going to go perfectly. It just means that you're, you're always giving yourself that leverage to um, do better for yourself. So how how do you eat? Fact. You can often tell how a person's feeling based on the way they present. Now I'm using the word present not necessarily the way that they look okay because you can try to judge somebody based on you know how much effort they've put into how they look that can also tell you a lot about how they're feeling about themselves but more so how they present not just physically looking so how they talk how they how how they interpret information how they look at you how their their direction of conversation their way that they treat you in a conversation where they treat others in a conversation you can always tell how somebody feels about themselves one thing I've noticed throughout growing up is that when it comes to weight and um, food women how we treat each other is very interesting as well, and it's also recognizing how are you doing what you're doing and why. This is why how do you eat really important to how you how you are in your week, you know? Are you giving yourself the best the best way forward? Are you giving yourself a real negative step back? How do you eat? So I've noticed growing up and adulting the way that we eat is highlights how we how we think about ourselves so you may get those really focused very all in or nothing extra energetic exercise health types who really go in on food and go in on being healthy and go in on all of that and really put it at the forefront. And to be quite honest with you, food is important to how our, our well-being. But you can also see that that can also be quite taxing on the well-being because that for, that does state that there is a problem when you're overly highly indulged in food and every conversation is about being healthy every conversation is about condemning some kind of um, saturated fat fatty food or some particular food and I, I do share a lot of those those thoughts and ideas but you can often tell when there's a person who definitely has a food issue because just because you're overweight doesn't mean that you have a food issue not it doesn't doesn't mean that you're the only type of person that has a food issue you can be very slim and have an issue with food. You can be extremely fit and go to the gym and still have a issue when it comes to food. And um, you can tell that that's, that's an eating disorder. I mean, anything where food is too much of a focus, anything where you think about food too much, you think about your weight too much and it's too much of a focus, it's it's an eating disorder. It's an eating disorder. And eating disorders are not just anorexia or binge eating, it's comfort eating, it's overindulged healthy eating. So how do you eat and say how do you do, are you a person that really over focuses on food or can you take food or leave it? Do you eat food because you need to survive and it tastes nice? I used to be overly involved in food. I used to use food as a way of making myself feel feel better, but recognizing its sole purpose is to keep me alive. And I like to eat. I do like food. I balance the two, so that I'm not overindulging. I'm not underindulging. I'm not overthinking it too much because this is where you get the problems, right? Now, it's interesting when you're as a woman. You can you know we have. We really do hold ourselves accountable for food and our bodies and what have you. And along along my travels, I've come across many women who have issues when it comes to food. And not even just in the therapy room. I'm talking about friendships, I'm talking about social situations, work situations where these are not clients, these are colleagues, these are people... That you, might, that you see every day. And there, there's like work-related issues there when it comes to um, the way the person sees themselves, you know, because they don't see themselves as being pretty enough or slim enough, so they find working difficult, they compare themselves. And this is something that we do, particularly as, as women. And when I come across somebody, and particularly a woman who I can see has issues with food, clearly because... They may be visibly overweight. They tend to take a particular stance with women that aren't visibly overweight and can sometimes treat other women in a different way or try to purposely pigeonhole or what have you. And, it's, and then go off and eat for comfort in order to make themselves feel better. So food becomes a crux. Food becomes because every day you're reminded about your weight by looking at somebody else. And when you're reminded about these things because you're looking at somebody else, you can become quite inward and insular or quite resentful towards other people. And this is all about how we've eaten, you know. And the food that you're eating, overindulged in sugar and saturated fats, isn't going to give you the best start for your emotional well-being, because you know what thoughts are like. You get one, you get another, you get another, you get another. So one thought says, you know, and I've seen this, a um, larger woman can be resentful to a slimmer woman who is maybe taking... Because you can tell when you see a person who's taking care of themselves and somebody who isn't. And it's not to say that larger women don't take care of themselves. Because there are larger women that do take care of themselves. Larger men that take care of themselves. I'm specifically talking about women in, in, in this segment. And when you see a larger woman who takes care of herself the way that her confidence is it, is, it is different to a larger woman who does not take care of herself. Because you can see that she doesn't have much confidence. You can see women who are slimmer have no confidence because of how they think they look and they're comparing themselves to to somebody who's quite comfortable with their size, who may not be as slim as some slimmer women. So it's quite interesting when you, when you think about the food, because when it goes out at lunchtime, everybody's eating something specifically based on how they're thinking about themselves. So you go out to get lunch based on well, how you feel. You know, I, I cook my lunch from home. I do like to eat food. I enjoy it, but I also know that it's fuel. So I'm not about to go crazy and indulge myself. And I have a rule. My mornings are for intake of water, mainly, and some fruit. And then after lunchtime, I'll have a nice meal, which will carry me through the rest of the day. And I'll pick up some fruit or some yoghurt on the way. I've, re- I've recognised that to be the best food path for me Because it supports everything I need it to do. It helps me with my processing of think thoughts, my actions for the day. And also keeps me intact with the way that my body shape is. It took me a while to get to that particular eating style for myself. And I'm eating to maintain, but to be healthy and to fuel my body. Not to indulge. However, lunchtime comes. And I've noticed it. There were times when I would want to get a particular food because it tastes nice and it would make me feel better. Recognizing that food isn't supposed to make me feel better. (laughs) Food isn't supposed to make you feel better. It's not supposed to do that, It's, it's to fuel you. So, on this Mindful Monday, why do you eat and how do you eat? What are you eating it for? Are you starving yourself? because you don't think you're good enough and you want to be accepted so you're starving yourself or are you overindulging because you think you're going to be rejected and your fear of the discomfort means that you've got to comfort yourself by eating and overindulging mindfully recognize how you manage your food intake today mindfully recognize what you're saying to yourself on a on a level So that you can actually support yourself to make better choices and decisions. Mindfully activate that thought process within you that says, I need that chocolate bar, it would make me feel so good right now. And that is what took me to my journey of eating better. When I recognised it was to feel good. If you eat to feel good, you're going to end up feeling bad. So, while you get through this segment, you'll be thinking, what's the point of this? <laughs> the point is to be mindful about how and why you're eating. Why you're putting food in your body. The, the meaning of the food. Why you... Why you might turn to food for comfort. Why you might deprive yourself from food. Why you might binge. Why? food has a purpose and it's there to keep us fueled and we can do amazing things with fuel with food and make it tasty so the journey of fueling ourselves can be an experience of delight and fun and you know all sorts of different experiences but when it's to make you feel better when you feel when you don't feel good it's a problem because food does feel good it, you know you, you you can't deny that When you're you're searching for that feel-good and you put a bit of chocolate in your mouth to feel-good, recognise you're actually ruining yourself because food will never make you feel good when you don't actually feel good. It will taste really nice. And for a moment, it will replenish a hug from the inside, but it will taste really nice. Then it will go. And then your mouth, will the taste in your mouth will disappear. And then what will you do? You'll need another piece of that taste to make you feel good again. And this is where we have a real massive problem. Because food can never make you feel good. It can't make you feel loved. It can't do anything for you other than fuel you and taste good. And... Once it fuels you, once you've got what the food was intended to do, you'll be eating foods. If, if it's all about the taste, then it will fuel you and then it will help add on some fat inside your body and clog your arteries. So you've got to recognise, this taste, is it worth... Is it worth the pain of knowing and actually experiencing the excess that it's going to give me, the excess in my sugar level, my blood sugar levels, in my cholesterol, on my arteries, and the fact that I'm going to feel heavier. Is it worth this? We spend so much time comparing ourselves to others when the actual thing that we could actually compare that can support us to make better choices, we're not actually comparing. Because that chocolate bar may taste nice and it may be a bit of an indulgence. One is one, but then you've got two, then you've got three. And you'll find that actually you're indulging in a chocolate bar and, and particularly you get these cheap chocolate bars which are actually really quite bad for you. If you're going to eat chocolate because you like it, eat the good stuff and then you won't actually want so much because it will be richer. It will be much richer and it will be much, much more tastier. But you won't need to scoff a whole packet. It's so easy to buy one one bar of dairy milk and then another bar of dairy milk because of how cheap it is as well. But it's cheap for a reason. When you're eating to feel better about yourself, that's the go-to stuff. Because it's cheap and you can have it in abundance, can't you? The other chocolate's a bit too expensive. He wants to spend £3 for a chocolate. I said to my husband last week, could you get me? I asked him, my favourite chocolate. And I wanted the dark one. And he was in Tesco's and he found it. And he, he was mortified because it was about £3. <laughs> and he was annoyed with me. He said, I'm not only getting one packet. This is a ridiculous amount of money for a chocolate. And I'm like, get me my chocolate. Anyway, he got the chocolate and he recognised. This is why I don't have loads of it around. It is not cheap. But also, that stops me from overindulging. But I do like the taste. You don't need so much. You don't need to eat a whole bar. You can take a segment or two or three and put it down. I'm not saying don't eat, but be mindful. Be mindful how you eat. Why are you turning to food? Are you turning to food because you're not getting it somewhere else? We seek out the acceptance and approval. And when we don't get the comfort that we seek, we find a way of replenishing ourselves. This is what we do as as human beings. And food, food in in my view it's an addiction absolutely it's an addiction so how do you eat why do you eat what is the purpose of what you're eating when you go for lunch today what are you doing are you fueling yourself because you've you've got to concentrate so that's what you've got to do you got to concentrate be able to be physical and you want to actually get give yourself the give your body the best start it needs can you answer those questions or is it indulgence 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 I do like some sugar. And um, I bought a jar of peanut butter. I like... No, it wasn't peanut butter. It was almond butter. I love almond butter and cashew, cashew nut butter. Cashew butter. And I bought it from Holland and Barrett. they got really nice... I can't remember the brand, but it's really nice. And I put it in the cupboard at work. And I don't eat it all the time. It's very sparse. I might spread a bit on couple crackers but a, a jar of um, peanut butter it butter can last me a good few weeks I'm very aware of the sugar content I'm very aware of the fat content and um, and I also know that I don't want to have that in my body throughout every single day it's not a habit I want to keep as a daily habit it's something I like to have every so often as a bit of a taste as a bit of an indulgence as well but it's not something I want to eat all the time and I bought this <laughs> almond butter. It was brand new. Um, it was a few weeks ago, and I'd taken maybe half a table, half a teaspoon, maybe a teaspoon. Now I should technically have about two thirds of it. I went in to get my peanut butter because I fancy some, and it was empty. It was just scrapings, and obviously I hadn't been in there. And opened it for maybe a couple of weeks So somebody had really overindulged in the almond bun It is very nice And somebody, they, and this was not at home So obviously if it's at home I know it's one other person But my husband doesn't necessarily indulge in that way either And I looked at it and it was a clear representation of somebody who was eating for comfort Who who ravished it <laughs> <laughs> they didn't replace it Obviously that annoyed me slightly But It it, sh- it told a story of how this person Relates to food It told a story of what Their relationship with sugar And the fat content of Walker's almond butter is not It's, it's quite fatty it, People say it's good for you, I don't know It tastes lovely though I get it from Holland and Barrett I don't just think because it's from Holland and Barrett It's necessarily good for you But I wouldn't eat like a jar a day That let me know about my own eating habits as well. Because I don't eat it all the time. Because I know it's not something that I'm supposed to eat all the time. So I don't eat it all the time. And this is it. Why and how do you eat? I have recognised my eating tendencies have become much more healthier this year than they were last year. Eating for indulgence does not support you. Eating for comfort. Does not support you. Because all you'll end up doing is comparing yourself to others who look different to you. Particularly if the eating habits that you have have a clear, have have made a clear, distinctive change to how your physical structure is. Recognise you're in charge. Everything starts with a thought. So be mindful about how you eat. Be mindful about why you eat. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. My name is Desiree Shaw and I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. And Torture Superhero comes out on a Monday, which is about men's mental health, linking it to that of the superheroes. Friday is about relationship SOS and throughout the week are random vlogs that I do. So keep a look out on my channel, Desiree Shaw, and on my website, DesireeShaw.com. On my social medias, Desiree Shaw Official Make sure you come and follow me and hit me up make sure you like and subscribe to my channel I'm going to put the link in the description box below make sure you do hit the notification buttons as well and be alerted to everything that I do it'll be good to have your support anyway I am on a mission to change the world, one thought at a time, and make therapy accessible, and that is why I do what I do. I will be back on Friday, Relationship SOS. I look forward to you until then. I look forward to you until then. I was going to say seeing you until then, but this is a podcast, so I'm not going to see you. So I I, I look forward to your ears on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. It's Desiree Shaw. Bye for now.